Good morning, church. The scripture reading this morning is from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. It can be found on page 828 in your pew Bible. Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power to work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus, through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. <laughs> Fun listening to scripture with kids in the background. I like that. Uh, how many of you uh, ever knew uh, Bill Bolin or saw him on television? Raise your hand. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we had Bill Bolin's memorial service yesterday. He was, without question, the dean of Alabama broadcasters. Uh, he was the prestigious news anchor when I was a freshman at Samford 10 years ago. Um, and uh, just an amazing man, and what blows my mind is just what uh, an incredible servant of the church he was, uh, going all the time on construction mission trips and doing prison ministry and just all manner of stuff, just an amazing man, really a great man, I think, and just ridiculously humble and kind, and um, just I, I was just honored to know him and to be a part of that service, and he is much loved, and I know that he will be missed by a lot of us. Why am I saying all that? Well, I think it was Friday I got an email from uh, Mary Jane, my uh, incredible assistant, whom I call my deacon, and she said, um, you know, would you mind if we kept the old pulpit up there because we're using that for the memorial service and we, we don't have you know enough people to get this pulpit back down uh, just to use that little podium that you like to use. And I thought, that's perfect. I said, that's perfect for today because this older pulpit invites us to look back at our heritage and where we've come and really what we are about. And it dovetails beautifully into our theme this year of Jubilee coming. Jubilee is coming. You might have seen some posters about that. You might have heard some people talking about it. What does that mean? Well, 2019 is going to be Brookwood's Jubilee year. We will have been 50 years old. We started back in 1969, and that will be our 50th year. And so last summer, our staff began to ask, what is the most appropriate way for all of us to celebrate our Jubilee year? And we talked about it, prayed about it. You know, how would we want to celebrate it? Just to give you a little more information about Jubilee, you go to Leviticus 25 and some other passages in the Old Testament, and every 50th year, the ancient Hebrews would observe Jubilee. And it really was a time where people who were uh, in more dire straits, who were more desperate, uh, who were poor, who just didn't have a leg up, they would be, in a sense, liberated and helped by other people. That was God's commandment to people to do that every 50 years as a part of Jubilee. What's interesting is Jesus picked up on that idea. Do you know that he mentions the Jubilee in so many words when he offers what I would call his mission statement? You go to Luke 4, uh, verses 18 and 19. This is when Jesus takes the scroll and reads it uh, to the congregation there in the synagogue at Nazareth, and he reads these words. And keep in mind, this is at the outset of his three-year mission here on earth, and he reads these words and then says that they are fulfilled. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. 
He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Jesus declares this as his mission statement, so it should be our mission statement as well. You know, sharing the gospel with those who are lost, who are poor, who are blind, whether physically or spiritually. And it goes on, free them toward Jesus. That's what we are to be about. And he does this right at the beginning of his mission. That's his understanding. Now, this is Jesus' meaning of jubilee. If you were to wrap it into one word, it would be missions. So here we are, here I am, standing at this old pulpit that reminds us of our heritage, of our past, and where God has brought us in our 50 years. And I would want to say to you all, you see that last little phrase, that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Let me offer up that the time of the Lord's favor has come to Brookwood this year. Sometimes it's translated the year of the Lord's favor. And Jesus right there is talking about the Jubilee. That's what he's referring to. The year of the Lord's favor is the year of Jubilee. That's our year this year and in the year to come. So it begs the question again, what is the foundational aspect of who we are at Brookwood? If you had to boil it down to one word, what defines us here? And I think, again, it's the word missions. I remember when I was in seminary in Louisville and I read uh, the monumental theological treatise by Dr. Dale Moody, who preached in two of my churches. Dr. Moody was one of the greatest Southern Baptist theologians ever. Uh, Incredible man and incredible preacher, too. But I'll never forget when I got to his chapter on the doctrine of the church, and he didn't start really talking about the church so much as he did missions, because he saw how much the two were enmeshed together. And these are the opening words of that incredible chapter on the church. This is what he says, mission is the meaning of the church. Indeed, the church is mission, and where there is no mission, there is no church. God has called the church out from the world to send her back into the world with a message and a mission. Beautifully put, succinctly written. I've I've never forgotten those words when I first came across them because I realized, oh my gosh, church and mission really are one and the same. And I'm here to tell you, and I'm not saying this to butter you up, Brookwood is more locked in on that understanding of the church than any other church I've ever been honored to be a part of. It's who we are. It's the air we breathe here. It's in our DNA, which begs the question, we're coming up on our Jubilee year. What is the most honorable and God-glorifying way that we can celebrate our 50th year, our Jubilee year? No doubt it has to do with missions. I don't see any better way to, to honor people who went before us like Bill Bolin, who was so committed to missions, so many other people whom we can honor, and yet it's also who we are. So the staff, ministerial staff, last summer we started talking about that, and I remember at some point somebody said, well, you know, let's, let's challenge the church, you know, but, but not just do what we do so well, but let's go above and beyond it. And, and someone said, gosh, I like that phrase, above and beyond. Let's call it above and beyond. And so that's what we're calling it. Above and beyond what we've done in the past when it comes to missions. Bottom line, what am I talking about? Doubling our mission work in two ways, missions participation and missions giving. Now, you're going to see this hand thing. By by the way, I didn't didn't force this on the first service, but let's see if you can do that. You see the hands and heart thing. See if you can do You take your thumbs, do that, and then bring your hands over this one. Try and do it. Come on, come on. Oh, I'm insecure. I don't want other people to see it because I'm so image conscious. Okay, you got it. 
Very good. Doubling our giving and doubling our participation, which is even more important. So that brings us to the 2018 Above and Beyond campaign. And let's just look at this. Bottom line, what are we talking about? Giving above and beyond this year so that we will have a doubled missions budget for 2019. So that during our Jubilee year of 2019, we will achieve doubled missions funding and doubled missions participation. Is it even within the realm of possibility that Brookwood can double it? Absolutely. As we'll see in our verse, God can do infinitely more, immeasurably more through us. But that's bottom line. And when you get to the bottom line as far as the money, because well, what, what do you mean by that? Bottom line for funding, we want to raise an additional 300, let, let's just round it up to $300,000 a year. If it gets to three or four, I'm great with that. But let's say $300,000 this year, which will go specifically to missions. It will double our missions budget for 2019. So we're very excited about this. And again, we're going to you know, double the funding and the participation. Now, let me ask you, what better way could we celebrate our 50th year at this place where what we do best is missions? Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to refer to uh, uh, the bulletin you've got. And look, this is basically my sermon outline today. Uh, what you see there where it says above and beyond with the hands there. And again, uh, hopefully by next Sunday, we're going to have some uh, refrigerator magnets about this size that you can put on the refrigerator or something else that's magnetic or wherever you want, and it'll, it'll, again, just spell this out for you, and you can just pray over it and be considering how you're going to double your mission's participation. Um, actually had somebody uh, in the first service say, oh, so, so we can put that on our icebox? How many of you don't know, have y'all ever heard icebox before? I'll explain later. Uh, okay, so uh, you'll get one of those next week, hopefully. Now, let's just look at this. One theme above and beyond. Okay, what are the two goals? Twice the hands, twice the heart. Bottom line, when we talk about twice the hands, we're talking about getting our hands even dirtier out there doing missions, which we do so well. We're talking twice the hands means doubling our missions participation. Twice the heart, that is opening our hearts all the more to give, yes, to give, Again, to double our missions budget for 2019, raising it up an extra $300,000. So twice the hands, twice the heart. Let's look at twice the hands, first of all. We're talking about doubling our mission efforts through three ways. Do you see the three words there, praying, partnering, and going? We're dividing it into those three. Now, it could be that possibly you would not be able to go on the annual mission trip we do to Rio or to uh, Mongolia, or to South Africa, or, or wherever else. You might not be able to do that, or to go to the Appalachian Trail Ministry up in Virginia, or wherever else it might be, construction mission trip. But again, this isn't just limited to you going somewhere. Let's talk about this. First of all, praying. This is a way you can double up next year for 2019 with your mission work. In fact, you can start now, by the way, for 2018. Increase by praying. Now, let me give some examples there. Serving as a prayer partner for someone who is preparing and going on a mission trip or engaging in a local mission. You find out one person who's going to Mongolia, let's say it's Bill Dean, and you commit to pray for Bill throughout the time, throughout the year, before he goes to Mongolia, and you send him notes of encouragement, and you just touch base with him, and you see what other ways you can serve him through prayer. Okay, we're talking about that. Another way is writing prayer or inspiring cards for people 
and, and having them take them along to when they go on site, on a mission site, and they open up and read those throughout the days that they are there. How many of y'all have ever done that, where you've written notes to people? We used to do that even more here. I know in the first service, which is a little bit older in certain ways, man, the folks do that all the time. And that's something about our heritage we need to pick up on which is just phenomenal. Uh, uh, there have been people go on mission trips, and every day they have multiple letters uh, of inspiration, devotionally written, you know, that can inspire them. After about two or three days on some mission sites, you need that spiritual boost by a brother or sister back at Brookwood. So that'd be another way you can do that and ramp that up. Uh, do it for multiple people with multiple mission trips. Uh, I think that honors our past, by the way, our heritage, and it honors the people who have been doing this regularly as we go along. Okay, another way, attend mission team trainings. I like this. Attend mission team trainings to know how to better pray for the team specifically and how best to encourage them and know what they are doing when they go. A lot of the teams that go out meet for weeks ahead of going to Cape Town or Rio or fill-in-the-blank. And again, wouldn't it be cool if you felt like, well, I really can't go, but what I can do is go to those meetings, which I think would be cool. You wouldn't be a nuisance at all. You'd be a support. You're just there listening, taking it all in, and determining how can I best pray for these people or this particular person. And, and now that I realize what they're going to be doing when they're on the ground there, what can I be praying for specifically, what ministries that they're engaging in? One other idea is Sunday school classes adopt a specific mission team or project that they can pray for and send cards to and attend meetings. I think it'd be great if different Sunday school classes, you know, we're going to adopt the Appalachian Trail uh, team. We're going to adopt, you know, the people who work with our sister church, Truvine Church, on a regular basis or uh, fill in the blank for any of these local ministries that we have. Okay, so those are just some examples of ways that you could double your impact by doubling your efforts through praying okay then partnering and and this is helping maybe remaining family members of a spouse or or parent whatever who goes on a mission trip and heck you you can wind up doing what while they're gone you can cut their grass you can provide meals you can call and just check on them help with child care bring them groceries you know check their mail if 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 both of them are gone, that that kind of thing, you can be a partner that way. That can be really, really significant. Help with communicating all of the mission efforts that we have going on. You could work with the mission awareness team and, and draft and provide flyers and bulletins and figure out ways that we can publicize what's going on during that year. If we were to double up just on telling people what we do here so well, I think that would be an amazing outreach to people who who would realize just how much mission work we have going on here because it's rather astounding uh, comparatively speaking so I think that would be great also someone mentioned that the deacons could devote each month of the year to focusing on a particular mission trip or ministry and discern tangible ways that they can partner on each of those ministries behalf okay so you got praying partnering and then going well that's easy engaging in a new mission venture whether it's local or non-local and getting involved with that if you have never gone you know on some kind of missions project whether it is local whether it is far far away it will change your life and and I could give you a speech and a testimony from my own life but I mean it will change things for you and I would encourage you to do that and we might be able to help enable you to do that and I'll get that get to that in just a moment now When we start doubling up in this way in 2019, we will survey the whole church tribe each quarter based on these three areas to track how well we are doing and how track how well you are doing. And you can do that for yourself, obviously. We're wanting to double the participation. And let me just say, if we have double 
the missions budget for 2019, there's going to be no excuse for any one of us not to double up on our involvement. There's just really no excuse for it. We've got so many resources that year. Are you kidding me? We're going to be able to get down and really get going with some good, incredible mission work. Okay, so that's twice the hands, getting out there and doing the work. Now, there's twice the heart, and yes, that has to do with giving. Doubling our 2019 budget for missions outreach by $300,000. With the extra funds, we will engage in three forms of mission work. Do you see where it says sowing, strengthening, and scholarships? Sowing, first of all. That would involve a small number of untapped missions partners that we've never worked with. And, and we help them out. We at least give them a boost. We might be sowing a seed of relationship for them. Or if nothing else, we'll be sowing a seed of productivity for them so they can have something that they can continue to work on with other mission groups that they work with. We'll have to discern very carefully whether or not we want to have a sustainable uh, kind of relationship with them. And we can do that, and and we will have plenty of time to discern that. But if nothing else, we're giving, at worst, a one-time mission gift to, to some incredible ministry to help them do what they do. Secondly, strengthening. And I think there's, there'll be a lot of this going on. Funding the creation or strengthening of, of capital projects at established mission partners. Uh, Charles Viani in just a moment is going to come share just some examples of how we might do that. Again, we're not locked into any of these, but he kind of surveyed some people who do work in Kenya and, and other places and, and uh, uh, talks about you know, some different ways that we could do some incredible strengthening. In other words, we take these mission groups that we already work with and figure out ways to help them. Just to let you know, uh, this Wednesday night at that really good meal we're going to have, I'm going to talk a little bit more about all this, but Ralph Garth, Pastor Ralph Garth at Truvine, our sister church, is going to come share about... Uh, you know, just just he wants to talk about how much Brookwood means to him because he just feels like this is church as much as Truvine for him, but also just some possible needs over there. One thing I know about is is that you know he's had that uh, ministry for uh, for addictive folks who are working their way out of various addictions, and it, it, it's it's called discipling men and women for Christ, but the discipling women part has really been lacking. Uh, for various reasons that are beyond his control. And maybe this is the time for us to boost that to where it is just as strong as discipling men for Christ. We know some of the people, some of the women over there, former addicts and all, one of whom worked for us, you know, Karina, who is just wonderful, who preaches for Ralph, you know, when Ralph's out. She's incredible. And I mean, people like her could so benefit from that. So, uh, strengthening. And finally, scholarships. And this is where we have no excuse. It would be increasing the number of scholarships for mission participation by Brookwood members. In other words, we'll raise what we can and we'll allot a certain amount for a certain uh, mission team project and, and be able to pay for some of the flights and, and lodging and all you know, for this amount. But you know what? With that extra money, we can offer scholarship money to people who might say, man, that's a little out of my price range. I don't know if I can go because of this or that. Well, not anymore. Congratulations, we're going to send you there, whether you, whether you like it or not. Well, I don't know about that. But, again, this is a means by which it goes back into this, this twice the hands of, of, of doubling our participation. It's a means by which our giving will help other people here in the church get out there when they really, really feel led to do that. Now, 
primary responsibility for the, determining all this funds allocation for 2019 is at the hands of the missions committee. Charles is the uh, head of that committee right now. Ann Watson, who many of you know, is the vice chair. So she'll be, she'll be overseeing it in 2019 when we begin dispersing the funds. And that's appropriate as it should be. Some of you know right now, January, February really is the time that the missions committee starts to get the missions funding requests. In fact, you're probably getting those right now, Charles, and they are prayerfully discerning through them. And they are really good at doing that, let me just say. Well, same thing for next year, but it's going to be next year during January, February, they're going to be discerning, okay, what do we do now with double emissions budget? And that's going to be an exciting problem to have. But again, they'll be doing that at the beginning of January and February of 2019, which is our Jubilee year. Now, I wanted you just to be aware of who was on this above and beyond team. We started um, meeting toward the end of uh, this past year, and I just wanted you to be aware of who are some of the people who have been in this. And folks, they have already hit the ground running. I mean, the amount of traction we have already is just exciting. But let me just go through these people because I'm sure you know some of them. First, I've got to mention Dottie Green, who is a charter member here. She was here. Her name is on the list out there in the first Sunday in January 1969 when uh, our charter was formalized here. And Dottie Green is amazing, uh, sings in the choir. She's in Florida right now with Margaret for the cold months, but she will be back. But she's just incredible. She also holds the record for, she directed my sister-in-law's wedding, which I presided over here, and I think it was the quickest wedding rehearsal ever. It was less than 30 minutes. It was incredible. Dottie doesn't mess around. She's kind of like a drill sergeant, and I I love her for that. And uh, she's just amazing. So that's Dottie Green. Who else? Charles uh, Viani and Ann Watson, chair and co-chair of the missions committee, they need, they need representation on there, and they've been wonderful. Who's next? Gail Stevens, just an all-around incredible person who's served a lot with uh, strategic planning and this kind of thing. Okay, Jenny Franks, a current deacon. Who else is on there? Price Hightower, uh, Greg Walmack, Eric Williamson. Uh, Jill and David Neely. We've got a couple of couples on here, which is kind of cool. Jill and David Neely, and then Lynn and Dale Lloyd, which is kind of cool, because Lynn really was the head of the capital campaign that we had a number of years ago for the Brookwood Kids area, along with other parts of this floor. So, And then Dale, her husband, is now uh, uh, chair of deacon, so good to have Dale on there. Let's see. Joe Lassiter, who's uh, chair of the finance committee, who might even help us. Uh, I think he's going to put together something that will help us learn to save and give very effectively for this year as we double our missions giving. Uh, he's very invested in that. And finally, we wanted to have two honorary members. How many of you all know Harold and Ann Cannon? Don't you sort of adore them, you know? So they are honorary members, and they were just so humbled when, when uh, they were asked. I think it was Keith asked them, because Keith's been with them to Rio before. And they, it, they're just saintly people, let me just put it that way. So that's our team, and they've been phenomenal to work with and will continue to be, and I'm excited about what's ahead. Speaking of what's ahead, let me just give you, and I know this isn't very sermonic this morning. I'm going to actually get to the text, as all Baptists do, but... Uh, let me mention some important dates uh, for this year that I think are significant. And again, we will uh, harp on these again and again. Mainly the one I want you to know about now is March 11th. You know, normally we have our Pledge Sunday in September or October, and that's for the regular budget. But we're going to have an extra Pledge Sunday coming up very soon, about 10 weeks from now. March 11th, the Above and Beyond Pledge Sunday. That's where we're going to pledge uh, to give uh, for, uh, you know, this, this budget, this doubling of the mission's budget. That'll be March 11th. You'll hear a lot more about that. Uh, I believe that Sunday, too, we're going to have a lunch afterwards here at the church. It's a church-wide lunch to celebrate 
uh, that Pledge Sunday. Okay, uh, September 23rd is the regular Pledge Sunday, and that's for the actual budget. That's what you're giving anyway. The first one is what you're going to give above and beyond throughout the year. And again, keep in mind, we've got the year to do this. Now, don't wait till December unless you absolutely have to, but it's wonderful. We have the whole year to raise that funding Excuse me for uh, uh, the missions budget for 2019. Okay, next we have uh, yes a churchwide lunch celebration on October 7th. That's because somewhere between the 7th and the 14th, I think it is. Uh, that is when Brookwood actually had its first church service. Now it wasn't formalized as a chartered church until the first Sunday in January of 1969. So all next year will be the Jubilee year, but that'll be kind of our Jubilee, our initial Jubilee Sunday. So we really need to recognize that. So that we'll have a church-wide lunch celebration at the church, and then the next Sunday uh, we will actually have a combined cel- worship celebration here of our 50th week- year with both services in one. So we're really excited about that. The one I want you to zero in on right now is the March 11th. Uh, I need you right now prayerfully to discern, okay, how much do we need to give percentage-wise or whatever-wise above and beyond so that we can make this thing happen. And by the way, on that Pledge Sunday, it's not just going to say how much money are you pledging to give. It's also what are you pledging to do with the, uh, with the uh, twice the hands part. In other words, how are you, gonna, how are you prayerfully going to discern, or that's the wrong way of putting it, what are you going to do? as far as increasing your personal participation in missions, not giving, but participation. And we're going to have those three, praying, partnering, and going. Uh, what are you going to commit to? As best you can tell, and I know a lot can change between March and the, the following year, but what would you feel led to commit to? Because when we get to 2019, we're going to track all this. Every quarter, we're going to track how we're doing, and are we doubling up with our missions participation, and I hope and pray the data will show that we are. So even then, and again, I want you to include your whole family on that card on March 11th. Yeah, yeah, here's how much we're going we're gonna to plan to give, but here also for each of our family members, this is what we're going to do, praying, partnering, or, or going. So keep that in mind. Now, oh, we're Baptists. we got to get to the text. Our guiding verses for all this is Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. It's the marvelous doxology that Paul breaks into in Ephesians. This is the New Living Translation. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more. I'm going to come back to that. Infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now, I've just got to say, there's no doubt in my mind that God was in our selecting of this passage. It was weird, and I'm just going to full disclosure here. I remember going home talking to my wife, Deanne, about, you know, it's, it's called Above and Beyond. We want to double our missions giving and our missions participation. And, and, she, and of course, you know, biblical woman that she is, she said, you know, what that, that, you know I don't know why. I think there's a verse that would be great. It would be Ephesians 20. 3, 20, and 21. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I love that. Okay, I'll put that. And so I have this document put together, and on the last page, it says Ephesians 3, 20, 21 uh, could be our, our passage. Well, I meet with the staff, and at some point, you know, we're talking about this and really getting into it, and it was Keith, I think. Where are you, Keith? Oh, Keith had to go. He was here all the first service. He heard this already. Uh, but God got him busted, didn't I? Uh, but Keith said, you know a verse that reminds me of this is Ephesians 3, 20 and 21? And I, and I said, well, look at the last page. He was like, hey, cool. Okay, weeks after that, you know, nerd that I am, I'm like, I want to figure, I want to parse this infinitely more. These two adjectives really are what they are in the Greek. And I thought, I wonder, you know, what do, what do those really mean in the original Greek? 
So I go to A.T. Robertson's uh, Grammar of Greek, uh, Grammar of Greek uh, in, on the basis of historical research. It's a huge, huge, thick book. And I look in there, and the word for infinitely there, huperpanta, means literally above and beyond all. <laughs> this was weeks after we even thought about, you know, well, this is a good verse for it. That's literally what infinitely there means, is above and beyond all. And from, from the greatest Southern Baptist uh, 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 Greek uh, scholar we've ever had. Okay, so infinitely, and then the word more is right after that. And what's cool is Paul coined a new word there. He did a neology. He, he, he did a word that never had existed. And he thought, how do I put this? And so the word for more there is, uh, let's see, hooper ek periso, hooper ek periso. Now the hooper part means above, okay? Ek means out of or beyond. I'm not making any of this up. And then perisu, periso means around. And I thought, that is so cool. Both of these words in this key passage that we're going to be reflecting upon, and I hope by the end of this year we will all have memorized, you know, it, it reflects this whole idea of going above and beyond. In fact, we want to go above and beyond in our missions, giving and participation, and go all around this world in order to bring the gospel to others. Okay, so God can do so much above and beyond through us. That's what this campaign is all about. I want to ask Charles to come up, since he is our chair of the missions committee, and just give us some thoughts on some examples of how some of this might go. Okay, Charles? Our family has been involved at Brookwood been members here for 16 years, and one of the things that we love most about, about uh, this church is the passion uh, this body has for missions, taking the love of Jesus outside of our four walls. Our personal experience of working alongside fellow church members, many of you who are in this room, uh, has always enriched our lives and provided many memories that we will always treasure. I know many of you feel the same way as you serve with Truvine, you have contributed to Backpack Buddies, counted out pills for a medical mission trip, supported our brother and former church member Gontamer in Mongolia, served meals at Firehouse Shelter, built new churches with Builders for Christ, ministered to students and teachers at the Monte Hermon School in Nicaragua, listened to a hiker or two on the Appalachian Trail in Virginia, tended to medical needs in a depressed favela in Rio, or led a kids' club in a shanty town at part of Cape Town, South Africa. Since the early days of this body, we, established, we have established a legacy of sharing the grace and saving knowledge of the gospel message in Birmingham, across the U.S., and outside of our country. Our guideline for funding missions has been and continues to be based on four points. First of all, evangelism. Missions and ministries that share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Secondly, it's a biblical model based and found upon, founded upon Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Partnership. Working with ministry partners who live and work in the areas we plan to serve. We have multi-year relationships with many of our ministry partners. Kyle Hudgens is about to lead a group. Kyle and Kathy are leading a group this next Saturday to Kenya. This is their 19th year to serve in Kenya. Builders for Christ is in approaching their 40th year of serving. 
and leverage, ministries that present the best opportunity to leverage human and financial resources of Brookwood. Each January, we ask our church family to make their requests for the missions we will fund in the next church year. On Tuesday, January the 2nd, just this past week, an email with a missions missions budget request form was sent out to all church members, asking them to consider requesting funds for missions initiatives over the next year. Forms are also available from Rosanna in the church office if you need one. After that time, our missions coordinating team will prayerfully evaluate each request and make decisions on how best to use those funds. This morning, Jim has introduced the Above and Beyond campaign to double our missions budget and the number of church members who participate in missions in celebration of our Jubilee year in 2019. Our current missions budget, as he said, is $300,000. What impact might we have on the kingdom if we doubled this amount of money to $600,000 and doubled the number of people serving in 2019? To get us thinking, I want to share with you a few examples um, of our above and beyond needs from some of our current mission partners. Now, I believe uh, this is an eye test for many of some of you in the room. Um, I'll do better next time on my PowerPoints. But a couple I just, I'd like to mention, and some of you are very inv- have been involved with some of these missions. Some of you are very familiar with some of these. I imagine some of these may be new for some of you. Jesus Harvesters, the missions that, um, that uh, Kyle Hudgens will be leading. Uh, I asked Kyle, how, if you had additional money in addition to what you have now, how could that be used? For $5,000, they, they could build a new chapel. For $3, they could buy a chair to go in the chapel. $5, a Bible. $200 a month would support a new pastor for up to 12 months. Uh, next Sunday, you're going to hear about LifeLink, or more about LifeLink, from, um, from uh, Gil, who has been working there for the last, for the last several years. This is a relatively new member, uh, a, new, a new ministry for the last two years, three years at Brookwood. But working at Bibb County Correctional with a group of inmates there who are two to three years away from being paroled, helping them to achieve success when they do get out of prison. Uh, $8,000 would fund an additional classroom, audiovisual equipment, tables, chairs, etc. Jim mentioned Truvine, the Discipling Women for Christ program that is now getting operational. They have a house. They need, they need a funding for, for uh, furnishings. Firehouse Shelter, long-standing ministry locally in Birmingham. Uh, they're in need of currently a, a commercial washer and dryer. Living Hope, where our youth has been serving since 2010. We've had two family trips in 2014 and 2017. They have a four-page list of wishes, things they need. This is just a, a very few, and some are very large, and some are very few, lo- small here. $125 for, a, uh, for some ceiling fans, soccer balls, uh, a meat grinder for the Harvest Training Initiative. Uh, Empower, another local longstanding ministry that we, we support here. Uh, one of the great things that Empower does, and many of our members participate with, is helping uh, people who've not graduated from high school to earn their GED, their high school equivalency. They need a new computer room. They need to renovate uh, their current clinic. So there's some larger needs there as well. We're going to be identifying many more over the next, over the next year. But over the next few weeks, speakers from a variety of missions uh, will be providing their stories, 
during the worship service. I mentioned Gil Franks will be coming and talking about LifeLink next week. And he has some very exciting news. He has plans, uh, before the holidays, he had plans of doubling the size of the ministry. And I learned this morning that may even be, go, go beyond that. I began this morning speaking about Brookwood's longtime passion for being on mission for the Lord. For our family, some of our happiest memories have been made when we've been serving alongside of many of you, uh, bringing the light of Christ to others. Let me encourage and challenge each family to discuss and prayerfully consider how you will participate in one or more Brookwood missions. The opportunities before us are plentiful. The question before us is, how will we respond? Thank you. Two quick things. This is Paul writing this doxology with incredible joy and buoyancy, saying, you know, now to him who can do immeasurably more through us, infinitely more through us, more than we can ever imagine. Let me just ask you all, where was Paul when he wrote this? Anybody know? Where? In prison, I heard it. This is one of his four prison epistles. There might have even been more, but we know of four prison epistles that he wrote. And this is one of them. He makes it very clear that he's in prison at the time. And yet here he is in a dark cell, probably chained, and he's saying God can do infinitely more. Anybody looking at that could snicker and say, that's just so ironic. There's no way he can make such a difference there. Do you think the Apostle Paul has made somewhat of an impact on the planet? I would say yes. If he can do something like that in a deep, dark cell like that, you and I can as well. It says we can do infinitely more than we could ever imagine. As Charles just said, imagine the impact we could have if we double our mission budget and double our getting out there on behalf of the kingdom. Let's pray together. Spur us onward, O God, toward this goal. Help us not to hold back but to be relentless in our pursuit of doing that which we know we can do because you can empower us to do infinitely more than we could ever imagine. Help us to go above and beyond in the days to come. We pray these things in your name. Amen.